Okay, welcome to the February 25th episode of Pass the Mic. Mike Piotti here. Joining me, Michael Gervasi. <laughs> now you know. There we go. Welcome. Uh, another beautiful February week in Michigan where we had another snow day thrown in and then 50s and sun. Yeah, it looks like it's, we're going to fall back to yeah, the snow like, again. Uh, exactly. Back and forth. Um, we uh, got some input on last week's episode as we figured the Chick-fil-A uh, ruffled some feathers. No, no pun intended. Both ways, though. We had people that agreed and True. others that not so much. True. And then um, people also some love for the original chicken sandwich. People were... I saw that. Now, I think the Chick-fil-A thing, too, I think there's a recency bias. Had the one in Woodhaven not opened and we still only had the Allen Park one to go on, that place is it's always packed. I think yeah. That. And, you know, I drove, I texted you guys the other day and I was out yeah. in the morning yep. on President's Day getting my oil changed and um, the was de- it was as empty as anywhere else. And I, I've never done a Chick-fil-A breakfast, so I don't know. I hear it's very good. Max Bailey uh, yeah. was one of the people pointing out that this. he's also a big original chicken sandwich fan. So um, also uh, corrections or updates. Uh, Michael Strahan, when I was uh, praising him as my Michael of the week, one of the t- talents that we forgot to mention, a pretty big one, astronaut. Wow. How, how did we forget that? And now, again, I'm the, this isn't my past. This isn't my hot mic take or anything, but... The, I guess it's an astronaut. I don't know. I, I what do you get? Like fifteen minutes? Uh, Does it count? I mean, I think, and I don't want to get into future overrated, underrated, but I don't know, man. I, All right, so that's we need comments we'll, from we'll, the we'll, listener. We'll pencil that one in, maybe yeah. down the road. I mean, you get up there pretty high and stuff. I don't. If I had that, I, I would not be spending that kind of money on fifteen minutes above the globe. But that's just me. But if you had the money, I mean, well, if I had the money, I'd be doing a lot of this yes. dumb stuff. So, but I don't have the money to do as much dumb. I still do dumb stuff. Uh, just not as much yeah, as I'd like yeah. to. All right, so that was uh, anything else? You I'm have still from getting stuff on the referee thing, uh, videos. I, <laughs> I got a couple texts about that. I got some stuff on the hot ham and cheese, and oh, apparently what? this is okay. It's uh, I'm in the minority on that one. Now I do have people that agree, but more people say it's okay. Chris Pate sent me a nice picture of a <laughs> nice hot ham and cheese. Sandwich. Did they confirm? Did anyone confirm our big boy uh, that that what, what's the sandwich again called from Big Boy? I'm now. Slim, Slim Jim. Jim. Slim. Is that what a Slim Jim is at Big Boy? Did nobody, anyone reach out to them? Did. No Big Boy fans? No Big Boy fans. Um, yeah, I, I guess I could look it up. I, I, I haven't ate at a Big Boy in years. I'm not a, Like I said, we sort of hinted at it last week. For those type of restaurants that offer those type of menus, I prefer mom and pop places that yeah. we have locally. We have plenty of mom and pop places that are very good. For me, looking back now, we used to go Sunday breakfast was always Big Boy, and I used to love buffets. I don't know if it was COVID. I don't think it was COVID. I think I just... Became more of a functional adult, but I, the, the thought of a, of a buffet now is is pretty gross. So yeah, times have a change. Now I went to Mexico in the summer, and I, I, I most of the lunch meals, you know, breakfast meals, yeah. were buffets. And 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 I, one and one thing they've definitely made them. Maybe that's one place masks will stick around forever. Yeah, that if you go to a buffet, you have to be wearing maybe. a mask. I, and you know, it, and now that I think about it, I remember being on a cruise, and the buffets there were awesome. So maybe this is more of a local thing, but. Yeah, you're right. I mean, locally, I'm not looking to go to a buffet, but you know, casinos too. That's a big thing with casinos. Yeah, so. yeah. I guess I stand corrected. All right. So that if there's nothing else, do you have? No. It's your turn. It's been a while. Since, you know, with all of our guests, it's been a while since we picked mics. Um, do you have your mic for the week? Yeah, it's. Uh, I was sort of. We in the biz call it foreshadowing with my my initial greeting. Uh, my my mic this week is Michael Bivens, and you might be asking who. Uh, Michael Bivens wa- was famous uh, for – he was a founding member of New Edition, the uh, group from Boston. Talented. To very talented. And then uh, Bell Biv DeVoe. <sighs> then he uh, started the East Coast family, uh, Boys to Men, ABC, another bad creation, and 
So Michael Bivens was the producer. Um, so yeah, Michael Bivens is my my. Is he still Michael. around now? Is he doing anything? I don't. I looked him up. I didn't see anything recent. But you know, everybody knows Motown Philly from oh, yeah, and he, East Coast he, family. East Coast, yeah. So nice. all right, well. We will add Michael to I our I wonder. Wall. I do have to say, because they were about the same age as me, another bad creation. I'm sure the, a lot of the listeners that are our age, you know, the, at the playground, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Play, yeah, and, yeah. You know, I wonder how many remember them. Aisha? I, oh, Aisha. That was a good one. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's another great Michael, another musical Michael for the wall. I shared on the Facebook page yesterday that it was President's Day when you know, we're recording this on Tuesday. Um, it was President's Day, and I figured I'd share my favorite fictitious president's. And I shared, a, um, let's see, I shared a Jed Bartlett, of course. He was my goat, um, um, uh, Martin Sheen yeah. from the West Wing. Yes. Um, Wonderful show. I, Jamie Foxx from uh, the Olympus Has Fallen. Okay. Uh, you know, Jamie Foxx is just awesome. Yeah. And then I don't even know if he has a first name in the movie, but first daughter, Michael Keaton, played a president in that. That's the Katie yeah. Holmes. It's more the movie's more about Katie it's Holmes. About Katie Holmes, right? Than, my, than the yeah. president. I don't. That's why I don't even think he has a first name. They just said president so and so. And I don't even really know if he was good. That was just prime Katie Holmes in her prime. And I was always a big fan before the craziness of Tom Cruise. Yeah. Ruined her life. Yes, yes. Uh, so those are my three. And then I threw in uh, President Jack Tunney of the WWF back in the late 80s. <laughs> oh, what, what about Michael Douglas? In the I know. President? There's a lot. Harrison Ford. You know, it's funny. Oh, I, man, did, I, Googled, I did the of course. When you want to try to get ideas, you Google, yeah. right? So I Googled fictitious presidents, and they had a list. I think it may have been Esquire. A magazine had a list of the top 25. Martin Sheen was actually number two on the list um, there. Uh, Harrison Ford was number one for the famous Get Off My Plane. plane. So, but I, I still think uh, Jed Bartlett, number one uh, in my book. There, it was a, it's a pretty cool list. Go check it out. Yeah. I'll have to find the link. Maybe I'll put the link on uh, and put All it there. Right. So, All right. All right. Let's, let's bring us into our education topic for the week. You came up with this one. Um, again, we're trying to get a little string here of positivity because Lord knows it's the weather around here is not the po- most yeah. positive and um, Sporting times around here aren't the most positive, so let's get po- stay positive with our education topic. So you want to reveal it and kick yeah, it off? Yeah, most uh, favorite part uh, about the shift in going to college. What was your favorite part going to college um, outside of the, the standard, you know, the, the nightlife and all that stuff? You know, what was your favorite part about the shift going to college? So for me, I was able to meet people from all over the world, and it, it opened my eyes to a lot of things that I would never have have experienced before I would never been able to see those types of things. And so for me, it it, it was, it was such an educational experience uh, meeting people from different parts of the planet that just have their own unique perspectives. And, you know, at times I didn't agree at times I agree, but it taught me the power of, of, you know, stepping out of my own shoes and seeing the world from other people's perspectives. Outside of your instructors, where's someone, where's the furthest away that you met somebody from up at Eastern? Um, I guess, you know, I suppose the, what instantly comes to mind, I was still in school when 9-11 happened, and I met a lot of students from the Middle East. Okay. And then I did my student teaching right after, uh, you know, it was the winter of 03, January of 03, at Fortson in East Dearborn, so that kind of continued it. Uh, but that would probably be the – that's the part that sticks out the most. Okay. Yeah. You know, mine – and I and I knew you were sort of going to go with that, and that's obviously what I said, too. We're, you know, you, we, we both came from the Downriver area um, – you know, you're from Taylor. I'm from this right here in Brownstown. Primarily middle class. Um, um, primarily at that point, primarily white, working white, uh, working, white, 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 working white class. Yes. Um, and I went and I lived at Eastern, and immediately 
met people from all over, people that were in from much bigger cities or urban, you know, uh, urban centers than I was from, but also people from much smaller and country towns, yeah, and, you know, yeah. and, and we're really, you know, down here back then, people considered us the country. Then all of a sudden I met people from like Mayo and way mm-hmm. up north. I, I Also, again, people from out of state, which was odd that Eastern would pull in sometimes, but I, one of the guys that we hung out with, a kid from Nebraska, um, and he was a big Cornhusker fan, and this was when Nebraska was in their prime. Yeah. You know, this yeah. was, and uh, and I'm, I always wondered why he came to East. It was like so weird, and he it, there was a reason. But you know, uh, he would tell me story. You know, just to hear the stories about how on a Saturday in um, Nebraska, statewide, that's all that mattered for a weekend. Mm-hmm. Like here, you know, people, yes, U of M football is big, and Michigan State foot. We we are a pretty well supported sports town, even to this day, where things aren't that great. Right, one hundred thousand people. We all, you know, the line always used to be there'd be a hundred thousand people and. Ann Arbor, 60,000 in East Lansing, and then back in the Silverdome days, another 70,000 yeah. in Pontiac, all within a weekend. Right. And that's very true, but in Nebraska, he said, like, the whole stage just shut. It was just a whole different world. That, that, and it was interesting to meet those kind of people. I went up with some of the people that roomed with us. I went up and stayed a weekend in Mayo on some dairy farm, uh, you know, like which, yeah. I, which was totally like an experience. And then I brought them down here, uh, and they were like, oh, this is the big city. And where did I take them to? The Gibraltar Trade oh, Center. Man. I go, you want a little oh, taste of downriver? They were amazed. Yeah, <laughs> we, yes. were just, we, we were just talking about the downriver. Yes, we were. Tra- the Gibraltar. Tra- I got my Barry Sanders rookie <laughs> cards from there. These you guys, get you these need. guys from this little one horse town, could not believe the what everything that you can get under one yeah. tent. And it is, I, you know, a good friend of mine uh, at the time in college. He's now a, a member of the Wayne State University football coaching staff. He's he was from Okemos, and it was funny because you know that's very close to Lansing. Talking to him, and he, it, you know, I assumed he was a Michigan State fan. He was not, and he said, you know, he was he was definitely an outlier. But he, you know, it's kind of like you around here growing up with, amongst Michigan fans kind of turned you. Yes, he was the same way the other way. Though you know, he yeah, you're so close to yes. it. Yeah, but it was uh, definitely another and another part that my favorite part. And this is now where I'm going to dork out and sound dorky. I actually enjoyed ninety percent of my course load. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed. Going into classes where, um, first of all, a huge majority, you know, a huge majority of the class were all on the same page. They wanted to learn. They wanted to pass this class. They were hard workers. They were interested in the subject, especially once you got out of the yes, first once two you years. Get out, yes, once you yes. get, you've mentioned this before. Once yeah. you get into your school, uh, core and subject area, um, there's interest both by You're the instructor, yes, like-minded people. Yes, and it, the from that day on, and really once I got in there, I liked taking classes. Yep. I liked going to classes. I liked learning new things. And that continued through grad school, my first master's degree in, in uh, liter- ed- education leadership. And in my last one here, in, and that I earned in library science. And I always tell people what people always talk about. If school was free, if there was no grad, and grad school is not free. grad school is ridiculous. I mean, they're all ridiculous now. But if if I could go and sit into a class and learn a different, like a subject that I might not even need for work, but like just something to learn, I would love to do it by somebody that was as yeah. interested in it as I am. Um, and that's what I really, you know, it was like, yes, it was a struggle and work, but it was also rewarding because once you get to a certain level, you really learn about a lot of stuff. And then the input from people with all different backgrounds, very different from where I was raised, that I could hear what their input was, yeah. how they took it. It's such a, and again, I went, like I said, I've been talking about my daughter's journey. I'm, I'm sure. right here with this right now. Being on the campus at U of M a few weeks ago, I told you about this in a personal conversation. It was just so refreshing to be back. And yeah. I know we've talked about this with our coworkers here, the excitement that I have for my daughter. Because, man, th- thinking back now, and I, you sort of, 
because then it's like a process of, oh my God, I got to do this, yeah, this, and this. Right. And you're ABC. nervous. Yes, yes. You got to dot your eyes. And you almost, I want her to realize that how great of a time this mm-hmm. is going to be. Because when you're like us you now, see, yeah, right. you do anything to scratch and claw and go back yeah. and relive that. Not because of the, yes, because of the parties and the fun. Right, that, the fun is fun. But, but just the new experience and being able to take it all in and don't let it be all focused on, oh my God, I got to pass right. this and study for this. No, the thought of a college campus, the first day of school, while, you know, going from class to class, the sun is generally out because it's, you know, late August, early September. It's awesome. It's like, I give anything for that. Now. Yeah. And you're moving, you're moving out on your own. Yeah. You're, you're meeting new people. It, it really is a great, and, um, and that's what I sort of, I know this, this struggle, this all lifelong struggle of a, being affordable and not getting into debt and making sure you go into a program that has a job and all this other stuff. But at the same point, it should be a learning experience. It should be something you're looking forward to. Yeah. It should be exciting. It should not be just this next process in life that it's like a, right. like, right. that's like a job. Right. All right. There should be that enjoyment of this stuff. And you know what? I, I often forget this. I, my life, last couple of years, I joined a history fraternity. So like people ask me, did you join a fraternity? My answer is always no, but I actually did. And we'd have these, uh, now I'm geeking out. We'd have these conversations. We'd meet at the, this little, uh, little house on campus and have conversations about history. I know it sounds really nerdy, but man, it was a blast. I, I, I just think it too, like how things have changed in my dorm room. I had a 13 inch tube, like color TV. <laughs> With a Sega Genesis hooked up to it, and somehow we were getting free cable in Ypsilanti. I don't, I don't know if I like wasn't supposed to take this wire out of the box yeah. and put it right into my TV. I mean, don't come after me. Like the statute of limitations. I don't. I hope one. it's passed. I mean, that yeah. would be a federal offense. I don't even know. But <laughs> we'd have we'd have cable. It was on this thir- thirteen inch. Think about that, like the like yeah. the size of a laptop monitor now, and we would play NHL ninety three and uh, stuff like wow. that, and microwave popcorn and the microwave. You know, just dumb stuff that was like such a. See, I lived in an apartment with buddies, so we were on to. The first PlayStation, but oh, so really, I am a little older. Yeah. I'm dating myself. I yeah. get it. I have the Sega at home still. I found really? it in the closet. Yeah. Yeah. Let's play Coach K on that. There we go. All right. So that will bring us. We'd love to hear what your thoughts, yes. those of you that went on to the university level. And we know the experience was different for everybody. We know some people just commuted. We know some people went to bigger schools than us, obviously. Some people went out of state. I mean, that's a huge step. There's, yeah. you know, my daughter was thinking of doing that. I, I couldn't even imagine. I went knowing my roommate. I knew, I mean, it was right down the road, 40 minutes away, but. Some days, I, you know, we talked before regretting not going to someplace out of state. Um, we'd love to hear what your yeah. college stories are. Hopefully it was all positive or mostly positive. Right. I mean, I think for the most part, most people are. Overrated, underrated this week. Speaking of television, hopefully you're not watching on a 13-inch tube anywhere. Um, overrated, underrated. We, there's been, again, this type of year, not much to do outside. Yeah. Uh, my wife has, was laid up with a surgery. She told me she was running out of stuff to watch. Thankfully, in this day and age, between DVR recordings and streaming, you can if you can't find something to watch, you're really in a tough place. Yeah. I have to imagine. So we thought of what are some overrated, underrated TV shows. We know this is probably this may pick a uh, this may tick people off more than the yeah. fast food because yep. everyone has their favorites and what they love. And you, sometimes when you mention a TV show that you don't like or you think is overrated, people like sort of gasp. So we're going to do overrated, underrated TV series, TV, not movies, just TV. So what is your overrated television program? Mike, I, I wrestled with this one, and I'm, I, I hate where I'm going because I didn't give the show enough of a chance. I'm going to freely admit that. So this, you know, listener, if you want to tell me I'm wrong and because of that reason, that's fine. I remember watching um, one of the, those VH1 shows about the, you know, one of those VH1 shows, not, not the 90s, obviously, because this was after the 90s, but one of those shows, and a person mentioned this show and said, if you don't like this show, you don't like yourself. And I hadn't watched it yet, so I, I went on demand. 
I started watching it. I know I gave it three full episodes. I think I got through a large part of four, and I'm just like, I feel like I'm wasting my time. The Wire. And I again, I, I maybe if I would have given it more than that, you yourself have told me that it's one of those shows you have to give more. But man, I those first three three and a half episodes, maybe more, I don't remember, were just I, I'm like, what is all the fuss about? I don't get it. The famous HBO, one of the top HBO series of all time. Now I will tell, and I'll concede to you that hour long shows, which in reality was like about fifty, you know, yeah. I think they're like fifty, 50 minutes or yeah. whatever. Hour long design shows are always going to be harder. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot of time. I mean, even if you're if you're trying, and I watched it. A, I watched it very late too. Did not watch it when it was on. I watched it through Amazon Prime a few years ago before it, HBO went and did their own thing and had it. And I watched, and it. I re- still remember in that season one, it took me like I was about ready to quit. Like in season three, I mean episode three, episode four, and I just decided to stay on. And I did, and I'm very glad. And again, I, I respectfully disagree. Mm-hmm. Don't think it's overrated, but I also did. I am agreeing with you. I could see why, because I'm the same way. I am not going to struggle through something that is a chore. Right. I'm supposed to be enjoying this. Right. And it was a struggle. And what's funny is, because I was sort of in a place, I saw somebody tweet or text something about it. So I went back and watched it a little bit over the break, just like the first couple episodes. And I totally agree with you. The first couple episodes yeah. I'm watching. Um, so episode one is extremely slow. It starts off with the court case and the, and and you, you're trying to connect pieces and, but the strength of that show, and I think most people will will agree that are fans of it is the character development in that show. And they purposely took a while with that because what eventually is you start loving all these characters Mm -hmm. and wanting to know what happens next, whether they be criminals, whether they be the police, whether they be people in city government, the media, and that took some time. And again, I'm not defending it. It is a very slow start. And I can see why you would say it's overrated. If you expect, you know, like I said, uh, you know, maybe one day when you have the time, try, yeah. try again. And but, I'll come back here and apologize yeah. because I, I mean, you and people I like listen to and respect their, their views on these things have all said good things. And, well, and it's, just, so, it's funny now, though, the technology is so dated. It's so. Yeah. So I the whole imagine. show, The Wire, was about. Uh, tapping into phone calls placed on pay phones and oh, they're using pagers. Oh, so the whole base of the show and how they go after and get people is not even, people would laugh you off the police force, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. but, but it's still, it was still, you know, and there's a lot of people that were in that show that went on to do, you know, big things, but I, I totally get it. My overrated, um, I was flip flopping back and forth, one more recent, one more old. And I think both of these will punch a certain populace in the gut uh, so I'm going to go with the one that I, th- man, I'm, I'm still going back and forth. I'm going to go to the one that I'm going to stick by because I don't like watching it at all. The other one I can stomach an episode here, there, and my wife's watching. The other one's Grey's Anatomy. I can stomach it. To me, the, my problem with that is there's too many outrageous things. Yeah. Like if I went to Oakwood, Maine and sat there for three years, right. I wouldn't, right. see, you wouldn't see any of these right. things. But that's, the, that's fine. It's drama. you got to make it crazy. Overrated friends. Mm. NBC's. A cult following show. When I remember when they talked about wanting a reunion, all this stuff, I just didn't care. I didn't think it was that funny. I, I'm not. I, and I and I liked I liked Seinfeld, which was sort of in that same of you know just here's a show about people living in a New York in New York and, in an yeah, apartment. apartment. I single. I didn't like the characters. I don't. And again, I don't care. I don't. I. It was not. I'm not. I'm just overrated. I don't. I'm not. I, it was not entertaining to me. See, I've watched uh, recently. I've actually watched a few episodes, and I, I will say there are characters on the show that I agree. Like Ross, when he has his rants, I, I want to turn it off forever. And 
But I, there were some characters that I did enjoy. So I'm kind of in the middle on this one. It really was a, I mean, from the hairstyles to the, the expressions, that was a very 90s. I, I mean, I, that's why I said it. it. To phenomenon. me, that's why it falls into overrated. It, yeah, it, was right. like if you, it was like, if you don't watch this, what do you do? You know, same thing. Right. Like, you just, what do you right. do? I, I just didn't like it. I, I didn't like, I, I just couldn't get in. I, I mean. The characters weren't always very believable. You know, Joey's stupidity and. Yeah. I, I, again, just overrated. It to me, it and like to, and there's people to this day that love it or think you're crazy or can't wait for the reunion or want to see what you know, and like Bill again. I, I, and I and I like some crappy '90s shows. I mean, I loved like Beverly Hills 90210 and Melrose yeah. Place. Oh man, Melrose Place I never watched. 90210 yeah. hooked me every time. I, I mean, those I and, and and like nobody thinks those are great. I mean, as far as dramatic, yeah. uh, but I would always make sure to watch those, and I found those entertaining. Maybe that says something about my. Uh, <laughs> but I also saw them as comedy most of the time, and uh, you know that sort of thing. So. Yeah. That's my overrated. I'm sure there's a pop, I'm sure there's members of the population that totally disagree because I know the Friends following is pretty strong. Yeah. The Wire following is sort of it's not. I mean, that's like a cult show. It was on a paid channel, but Friends is sort of like this thing. It was like you know their hairstyles. I'm probably ticking some people off with that. No, one. and I think I think not even that. I think the other part is that seems to be, and maybe this this fits your overrated argument again. It's generational too. Like it's this show is now younger generations are watching it. My daughter. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I get it. All right, what is your underrated? What are you going to tell people to go watch that they're missing? So th- this is more personal, and I'm not going to get weird on you here. I've been through some life experiences lately, and you know, you kind of reflect. And a show came out this fall that I am sad to say might not make it to a second season. It's really disappointing. It's called Ordinary Joe, and it traces a guy named Joe who um, – Goes back, the show starts on his graduation day in 2011. He's graduating from Syracuse University, and he has a life path he can choose. He can choose one, he can choose another, he can choose a third, and they actually run the show as if he threw all three. So one of them becomes a cop, one of them becomes a nurse, and one of them becomes a rock star. And it's it's just amazing. It's a wonderful show, and they just follow the path of his life, uh, each of these different lives. And it's a really really. What, what, what's show. it on? What's it? It's on NBC. It was oh, NBC it's regular network television. Regular network television. Does each episode have all three paths within the episode? Yes. Or is it, yes. So they hour long. They, it's an hour long show. Long. It takes okay. you through each path, each episode. So each episode has yeah. the three paths within within it. And they delineate him by one of them. He has the rock star. He has a beard. You know the the, the trendy beard. Um, the nurse, he's a lot more serious, you know, different in, in, in each of these. And, and then the cop, he's, you can tell, um, it's almost like he has like a five o'clock shadow and not the full beard. So they do some physical things they with do him. Physical with things so you recognize right away. Yeah. Okay. He married one girl in one, another one, the girl becomes a district attorney, you know, when, in, in the one he married her, she's, I don't want to give too much away here. Cause if, if people watch it, I think, I think they would really enjoy it. It's a, it's really a wonderful show. And I hope it goes. It, it gets a season two. All right. Well, that's what just started this year. It just started this year. Interesting. And they they ran I think thirteen episodes. Uh, January was a season finale, and it's still I, I Google this like once a week just to see if they're going to get a season two, and it's still up in the air. All right. Nice, excellent. Check it out. Um, hopefully, it stays on for your underrated. My underrated. I'm a huge Dick Wolf fan from my Law and Order days. I don't even. I'm not even going to say Law and Order is underrated. Which, by the way, is coming back. Yeah, the originals coming. Have been We've been waiting for this. this. So that, that, Law and Order is not underrated. It's been around forever, and it's coming back with a couple of the people from the last season. Um, but 
while I was looking around for something to watch in the summer, and I started, you know, I saw some stuff online. I said, oh, well, Dick Wolf also has this guy that just has a multitude of shows. He has a CBS family of shows with the FBI series. Mm -hmm. He has three different FBI shows on CBS. So I'm like, I started watching them on demand this summer and then got hooked uh, and a cu- what's funny is a couple of the people in the or- original FBI are from his last season of Law and Order. Oh, they've you know hopped over. But the one I'm to want to talk about is FBI Most Wanted. Amazing show, great show. The um, it, Julian McMahon, 53, is the lead. He's from Australia. Um, has the only thing that gets me a little bit. His hair is way dark for some way too dark. <laughs> Every episode, it's clear. Yes, I'm like, that's the first thing that I notice. Uh, as I have like you know the poly gray on over my and I'm 46. I'm like God, that guy's hair is yeah. dark. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm not the only one. Right. Uh, that's my only little beef with the show, but whatever. I mean, to each his own. Um, but like the I like Dick Wolf, and again, most of it shows 90 percent is on the crime stuff, and then he always throws in like 10 percent of like family, and he has that in there. I think he's a great character. It's a thinking man's show again. Yes. It's sort of. Sort of like Criminal Minds it in is. a way, um, a little less bloody. Yeah, if that's I mean, there are some scenes that when, I mean, the opening of every episode is a crime usually taking place, yes. and they can be that. It does. That's why I said it reminds me, but it tends, tends to be only that initial crime, yeah, and then they not, right, and then they end up going. And they did an episode, so we don't rehearse this again. I didn't yeah. know this was going to be your show. That episode this year in the mall. Oh yeah, the, the active shooter. Oh, Jesus man, that was excellent episode. Yes. Excellent. Brought a lot of things to realization. A lot yeah. of the stuff we're trained in. Yes, and, yes. And they brought up a lot of the stuff we were trained in and what they did. Oh, and you know, Mike, I gotta say, and I'm I'm, I'm hijacking your. No, you're fine. Else. He gives a speech on that episode where you know he's don't be a victim. And yes, man, you could give that speech to almost. I was thinking you could do this in sports. You could do this like it is such yes. an inspiring speech. Yeah, it was it was a really good episode. So if you're if you're uh, if you're into like these crime shows and you haven't found, I mean, I think you have to by now because the original one's been out for a number of years then most wanted got added they, yeah. they added an international one this year eh, I right. even the to me most wanted I'm with you yeah it's most wanted I think is the best it's like the second one the international one has a dog in it that I like but that's about it <laughs> <laughs> but uh, check it out and again let us know too do you think what's his name the lead uh, Julian I'm using his real name I don't know his character's name about that that dark hair that uh, that that guy. Barnes or, I don't know Barnes. yeah but but again it's like he has a crew of guys and yeah they're they're very smart they're um uh you know they're they're it's all about capturing fugitives in this case like there's all different episodes and their job is when a crime has been committed they're called in to find someone yeah. that's on the run yeah. Um, so pr- pretty cool. Uh, that is my underrated. They give you a little bit into their lives too. And yeah. It's, it, it, to me, I guess that's what separates it a little bit from Criminal Minds too. You get a little bit of. Uh, I mean, you kind of like the characters in Criminal Minds, but they didn't do as much. No, it was just too serious. No, and too it was nasty all about the and, case. And yeah, uh, um, yeah. So check it out. It's a good one. Um, and again, Dick Wolf's Law and Order is back this Thursday, I believe. So and that's NBC. Yeah. All right, hot mic time. Uh, do you ready to take it away? Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of your your last week because you you actually you're Etzel Ford the the photographer photo Bob photo Bob um, the people te- my friends text me about your thing so I I thought man that touched a nerve with people so I'm gonna I'm gonna follow that up uh, about four years ago almost exactly four years ago I was on a flight back from New York and I was reading a book. Uh, Wonderful book by this author, Yuval Noah Harari, History of the World. And a guy next to me introduced himself as Rick, started asking me about the book. And we just kept talking. Um, And we touched down, and I was able to fortunately finish the book. So we touched down, you know, getting our baggage, and it was probably a spirit flight because we were probably waiting for our baggage for a while. No no offense to spirit. Hopefully it made it. (laughs) 
<laughs> we did get it. And I said, hey, hey, Rick, you know what, man? Um, had this book. And he was so appreciative. And we'd also spent some time. We, not, we didn't just talk about the book. We talked sports as well. And um, he said, listen, if you're ever in Canton, Ohio, I'm, I work at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, you know, give me a call. And he gave me his number. He said I'd, he was so grateful for me for me doing that. That summer, I actually went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame for my 40th birthday. And I, 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 I give him a call. He said, you know what? Give me about five minutes. I'll meet you in the front. So he comes, I walks walks me in, and um, he took me anywhere you could think of in this facility. I got to do some virtual stuff. Um, I was able to walk in a room where there was NFL Network interviews going on. And at the end, he said, hey, hey, Mike, listen, I got to go to work, man. It was so nice seeing you again. You know, take care. If you're ever back, you know, feel free to contact me. And I, I was like, well, thank you so much, Rick. I really appreciate it, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm walking out, and I'm going to have you read this. I'm walking out, and I look, and founding board, advisory board, steering committee, and I'm, I'm going to hand my phone to, to Mike here. He's going to read the first name. Finding board, the director is Richard... P. McCann. And Richard McCann. Rick was the founding, the director of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, obviously, I had no idea that who he was when I was talking to him on the plane, and I got a free tour of the Pro Football Behind Hall of the, Fame. Behind it, like a better tour, like a uh, yeah. VIP tour. Yes, it was It was amazing. It was, and so, just, and again, I, I didn't do it to get anything from him. I was genuinely You didn't even know really who talking. he, you didn't know what he was. No clue. He, yeah. I mean, we're, I was in coach, so he yeah. was riding coach. Yeah. You know, uh, no clue who he was, and you know, I was just this kind gesture on my part. You know, I got, I got, yeah. and that's the, you know, sort of the men, like, you know, and you, and I know you, Mike, you're always, you always are going to do those sorts of things just to do them. And, you know, and, the, and luckily this was a guy that sort of did, you know, say, Hey, you know, he said, Hey, call me when this happens. And I've been blessed. Um, you know, I, years ago, I got a call, the famous, um, one of my ex students, um, that Nate Matatal. Um, who went on to work and do big things for Dell computers and whatnot. I got a call one day from him, and he's like, hey, do you want to see Marine One at uh, Detroit Metro Airport? Obama's coming into town. He is campaigning in 2012, running again. I'm like, yeah, sure. So my kids were young. We got these. We had to turn in our Social Security numbers and be background checked. Yeah. I'm like, all right, we were checked. We went out to Metro Airport the day before he landed and got to see the helicopter. I mean, they let my kids sit in the dang thing. Yeah. Like, I have a picture still of Nate, uh, you know, holding onto the controls and, it was, uh, the the uh, gentleman from the Marines was uh, awesome. That was it, what happened. Was Nate roomed with this guy, this Marine that that flies Marine One. Yeah, that's how we, he got in. So we go to, we go home. He gets me another text. He's like, "Hey, I got four passes for the tarmac." And again, and again I I go I go. We went, and then my son ends up high fiving yeah. Obama. It's on the front page of the Detroit News. Uh, it's still in a frame photo in our house. Um, and I, I, I apologize. I thanked Nate multiple times. Yeah. I, I still thank him to this day. Right. You know? And he's like, you don't have to thank me for anything, man. He goes, you were such a, you know, thank you for what you did to me and like, you know, uh, putting up with me and, let, you know, <laughs> teaching me these, you know. And, you know, we, we, we both have had contact with Quentin Hines, who reaches out and calls yes. us, you know, Super Bowl champion that, and we didn't do anything special. I no. mean, I threw him off the track team. Right. That's I, like the running joke. I kicked him out of class. Yeah, so, so yeah. but he still, he calls us in those little things, those reaching out. It's, it, you, and again, we don't ever do, we don't do this job for those. We do the job because right. we love it. And then to get these things, and then in, in private life, we're the same way. You know, if somebody needs something yeah. or does something, and that's a, that's a great story. I, I like that. Um, mine isn't so uh, <laughs> lighthearted. My question, my my hot mic is, and I think I'm, 
I don't know. I got to find someone else that's a, uh, on Downriver and Friends. I think I'm sort of like half blocked on Downriver and Friends because I went to go look the other day to go post something, and it says make your post to await a, a moderator approval. Oh. And I don't think that's normally there. No, I mean, I, I guess I, I did post once. I didn't get that. We'll have to look. Well, I mean, it just shows up before I even type anything. It says post. Yeah. So before the last blizzard, the night before, it was like, you know, not snowing or anything. And I just typed, how are the roads? Am I first? And it, people started commenting and laughing. Because for those of you that aren't in the area, Downriver and Friends has like 20,000 members. And one of its old – there's many old bits that I make fun of, loud booms in places, complaining about $3 coffee drinks, finding stuff that's cheap that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. But one of my favorites, come wintertime here, is people asking multiple times, how are the roads? So I think I may have been flagged for this post. And like now they're like, okay, we're not going to let this guy just type whatever he wants. But my point of this is, what did people do 15 years ago when there was, because we've all, living in Southeast Michigan, we've had plenty of snowstorms and plenty of bad weather and plenty of snow and ice. And there wasn't Downriver and Friends and there wasn't Facebook. So what did people do? What has changed that we have to, as a society, go onto a page with a bunch of randoms and say, how are the roads? I don't, it's one of two things. Either you really have to get somewhere. You really, like, you have to work. You have a medical appointment. You have uh, an appointment of any sort. You have anything. Take your kids And you're going to suck it up, and you're going to find out how the roads are and take your time. And That was the old way of doing it. I'll leave a little earlier, okay? Or you're going to say, you know what? I don't need to get the oil changed today. Mm, We have enough groceries in the house. I'll hold off until tomorrow. But that, for some reason, doesn't work for most of the downriver population. Nope. They have to go to some random board and ask, hey, how are the roads? Some people are specific. Hey, how's Eureka from Allen to this? I, I don't understand. In my own, the last blizzard, we were sitting around. It was Thursday. It was awful Thursday. Not this last one, the one before, the yeah. one we were down for like three days. Right. And my wife's like, I feel like buddies. And I'm like, oh, really? And I look outside and I'm like, you know, buddies does sound pretty good. So I ordered it. Drove. It took me a good 45 minutes. Took my time. Two wheel, two hands on the wheel. Made it back safely. I didn't ask how the roads at Allen and West. We wanted buddies. I knew they were lousy. I don't get it. And now I think I'm like partially banned because of my joke of asking how are the roads. So listen, I'm going to – obviously, I'm in agreement with you on this, but I think you're taking it a little too far on there. And I, I was just reminded of something as you were talking about it. You posted one the other day about somebody looking for cheap meals around here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the question was, the que- I'll, I'll phrase the question. You tell, you'll tell me as the lady posts, I want to find a place for a cheap dinner, not Italian. That was the question, okay? So that was what she asked. My answer was. was it, wait, was it a restaurant or was it dinner? I guess dinner. It was, it was dinner. She wanted dinner. Your answer was when. <laughs> Wendy's for four dollars. Yes, Wendy. And I, you're clearly trolling at that point. You're tr- clearly trying to get a laugh out of people like me. It, it, let me. If you're looking for a cheap dinner, and I'm talking as cheap as you can get, you can't beat a four for four. A drink, fries, burger, and whatever other option you want. Right, like nuggets. Right, nuggets, burger, um, four for four. It's it is cheap, but I, the roads one again. I don't get it. I don't understand. What, what what you either it's too bad and you're not going anywhere or this is a major commitment you have to go you do not need a third party to plan out your route i think your point is though or their point would be this isn't your first infraction you've you've 
You've trolled people on there before. I may have done that, yes. 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 So I'm sure you're not, it's not just the rule. I'm not, an, I'm not trying to say I'm innocent, but I'm just saying, can we please stop that? Make your decision. Decide if you want to or not. All right. Well, we'll see. Hopefully everyone made it safely. Looks like we're getting more storm later this week, so I'm sure they'll be up again. My favorite one is someone posts a meme. It's a picture of a road, and it's, it says, I'm fine. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I have that picture saved <laughs> in my favorite. That's pretty good, yeah. All right. So um, time to wrap things up for the week. Our coffee mug giveaway. Big, I posted big the picture. Here, so yes. this is it. So we are going to give the instructions. This is very simple. And no, we're not giving them out to guests, Avon Bailey. This is a major investment on the part of the mic. Pass the mic broadcast. We can't just start handing these out like Oprah. Uh, <laughs> so here's how you can be entered into the raffle. It's really simple. Hopefully you're on Facebook and not kicked off of Downriver yes, and Friends. It has yes. nothing to do with Downriver and Friends. All you have to do is like the Pass the Mic podcast Facebook page. That's step one. If you've already done that, you've already got that step in. Uh, step two, this week's episode, which will be released as normal on Friday morning, all you have to do is like the episode and share the episode. To your page, spread the word, spread the episode out. There's a little share option there. You share it, can say a nice thing. I know Miss Josie has shared them in the past. Other people have shared them, so I share it. Uh, share the episode. Also, that's, that's an entry. That's all you have to do. Like the page and share it. We'll give you a bonus entry if you rate the page. You can rate the pa- rank the Facebook page. I guess there's stars. Double your odds. Nobody has ranked our Facebook page yet. It's pretty funny. We put some stuff on there. So that will double your – I don't even know if we can tell who does it, though, so who knows. No. Maybe in your comment, comment yeah, I'll say just, I ranked yes, it. Yes, I ranked it. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll take your word for it. And at that point, it's a drawing. It's totally random. Yes, yeah, no, so we have three of these first edition mugs to go out. favorites we'll, here. It's totally random. We'll send them anywhere. Um, well, maybe not to Mr. Ansari in Pakistan. I don't know what the shipping would be for that. Yeah. But uh, he did post a video today. Uh, I saw it popped up. KFC in Pakistan. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so my, my daughter, it's funny. My Natalia was just complaining this morning about how he hasn't posted anything. Well, he just, so he posted, check it out. KFC in Pakistan. It got released. So okay. again, that's how you do the mug. Like the Facebook page, share this week's episode, and then to double your chances, two entries in the drawing, rank the, rate the Facebook page with stars, hopefully five stars, not one, but I guess we don't have, yeah, we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't do the fine print very well. Yeah, so right. uh, it is what it is. Anything uh, leaving for the week? You know, let's, uh, let's send everybody out a controversial topic. It, what were your thoughts on Juwan Howard? Uh, we t- we text our phones were blown up texting about this, and now that I'm a new Michigan man, right? I'm sort of like unbiased. I was more complaining about Wojo as I always do. Yeah. I think that I don't think he should be fired. I don't think that uh, the people defending him I find very odd. It's behavior I would not want anyone. I would not want my son's coach to do it. I wouldn't want uh, my uh, Mike Tomlin to do it, who I respect and like as a coach. I wouldn't want to ever get into that situation. I think. You're ve- the, the only time you ever should get in a situation like that is if somebody like physically assaults you first, spits on you first. To put your hands on somebody else in that situation, you got to keep your cool. You're the leader of men, and I think it's probably just about right. Five games, and you know he's now apologized. I think that wasn't a good look either. No, the not the, right. the day the day you know not owning up. So. I, I give him a pass, on, and I'm with you. I, I think five games. I've I've had a number of uh, text arguments with people about it. But I, I do think I give him a little break more than most people would for the post game because it was 20 minutes after the fact. The adrenaline was still flowing. I think I, 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 it was terrible. To me, it's a terrible scene. I put most of the blame on him. I do think guard uh, should have allowed him to just go instead of having to explain himself at that moment. But everything else from getting mad at the timeout. And, and look, I, I'm fine with him saying I'm going to remember this, but I, I don't think it was a time and place to say it. But, I mean, you're pressing, man. It, you know. If you're coaching your team still, guard can still coach his team as well. But, you know, 
after that, it, it just was a horrible look and very disappointing to see. Yeah, it's just like I said, you, I don't want to. I don't want to ever see it out of anyone that I have people associated with. So whether you're a Michigan fan, a state fan, whatever, I, I just don't. I, I don't see how you could ever say there. This is something that there's justification for. There isn't. Right. Uh, you know, that's what I teach my own kids. You shouldn't put your hands on anybody. And I'm not talking about putting your hands on stopping somebody talking in a line. I'm like taking a swing at somebody. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, unless unless it's justified under very certain circumstances, and that's definitely not one of them. So, yeah. and I think the administration at U of M agrees with how we're saying it. Yes. I mean, when you're, whether you're Eastern Michigan or a community college or U of M or the, you know, you don't want that going. Now on it does like seem, I, I, and man, I hate doing this cause I feel like some people interpret this as me taking any heat off of Michigan. I'm not, it does seem like Wisconsin is totally playing the victim on this. Uh, even releasing a statement today. I do think guard could have handled that one a little bit better as well. You know, I, I think he's a little bit of a hothead as well. So I, I, I think there's blame to go around here, but I just, from a purely Michigan standpoint, I, I, that was a bad luck. All right. Well, that will do it for this week. Um, we got guests. We're starting to line up some guests coming up here in the uh, end of February, end of March. And then we are also going to look into our remote show at the end of March. Ooh. So a lot of stuff going on. Hopefully things are over, okay over there in the, yeah. on the other side of yes. the Atlantic. Yes. Um, all right. Have a great week. And I guess stay warm or stay cool, whatever this whatever Michigan, going on, Michigan yeah. weather is. All right. See you.